Hey, I'm Skip. I'm a gun lover, a veteran, a family man, and I believe in the Second Amendment and responsible gun ownership. This is Gunsmoke. Hey y'all, this is Skip. I said we're here on our first podcast here, and we call ourselves Gunsmoke. Guys, affordable gun ownership and responsible gun ownership. We got our new staff. We actually got one, one guy, Mike, Mark. What's your name? Mark. Mark? Yeah, Mark. Yeah, it and, doesn't uh, matter what g- you call me. I don't <laughs> care. We got we got my wife Christina handling our finances, which isn't much, and we also got an email address. Uh, you can contact us at gun sm smoke that's one word all lowercase at yahoo.com that's gun sm smoke seems somebody else already had that email address and i couldn't talk them out of it um we're going to talk about home invasion we like to start out with something simple this is our new first time out the gate and uh so we're kind of getting our feet wet here Anyway, I've talked to a lot of people here about uh, what they would do if they had somebody wake them up in the middle of the night by forcing their way into their house with intent of stealing, bodily harm, or whatever. Uh, A lot of interesting answers I've got is that they would say they're going to blow them away with a 500 Smith, take a machete, fillet them. I'm okay with all that, but you got to kind of get real. Because if you're out in the country, like Mark lives out in the country, and plenty of land around, go as big as you want. Bring the heat. But if you live in residence like I do in a residential area, you know, you got to kind of watch it. Well, as it turns out, I do have a Smith & Wesson 500, but I don't want to shoot through the wall and kill somebody on the other side of the lake. So I'm pretty much uh, settled on my Mossberg 500 short barrel full of buckshot it'll do the job and take care of multiple problems at once if you (laughs) you you want to and anyway like i said i've i'm a big fan of the mossberg 500 number four shot bb's good stuff and uh make sure you know where the bullet's gonna go what's behind him if the other guy's behind him all's good you know you get him to save some bullets but if you don't want to shoot through walls uh, or whatever hurts somebody accidentally. There are some home defense ammo available that'll fit your application. Uh, frangible bullets and uh... yeah, the hydroshock stuff tends to stop pretty quickly once it uh, runs into anything. Of course, you want to be able to shoot through whatever outerwear the individual or individuals may have, and you uh, want to be able to get your target you want to hit your center of mass most uh situations like that you're taking care of business at ranges of 10 feet or less and uh it's pretty hard to miss somebody at that range but most people do and if you can't if you can't hit a a person shooting center mass at 10 feet my advice to you is go on down to your local sporting goods store and buy yourself a Louisville Slugger number 5 and keep it by the door. 12 gauge is what I like. 
Yeah, 12 gauge is good. It makes it easier and it also gives you a little bit longer weapon with a little bit of uh, leverage if you have to use it as a striking tool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like I said, it's, it, it's amazing the number of people who have had training that can't hit somebody else 10 feet away. This is true. But just remember that when, uh, if you do stop them and everything's all settled down, you've emptied out your pants, you've done what you had to do, the police are going to come and there's going to be an investigation and you're going to lose that weapon. So I don't know about y'all, but I'm not going to give up an $1,500, a $1,500, you know, Wilson Combat Special, a Kimber or whatever. And Jack that price up. Okay, I, 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 I must be conservative here, but uh, you're going to lose it. They're going to take it's going to take a year for you or so to get it back. And uh, there's a lot of affordable options that you can go with. You can go with a 12 gauge Mossberg 500, 500A, or you go with a, with a Glock. You can go nine millimeter, 45, whatever. And uh, but whatever's comfortable for you, but keep it real, you know. There are other guns in there that uh, you can use that don't cost a world of money. And I'm not losing a Glock or, or a Kimber or something over some scumbag. But uh, there are affordable options about the... Uh, I picked up a Taurus G2C 9mm, 13 rounds, 250 bucks. So it's an affordable weapon, and I don't mind losing it for about a year before I get it back. I uh, bought a Caltech nine millimeter a while back and while it's a good gun uh it doesn't fit my hand really well it's a little bit painful to shoot it catches me on the corner of the thumb knuckle a little bit uh but it's a good gun it's a reliable gun and again it's around 250 dollars now the only problem with it is that uh the magazine release button the latch inside is made of plastic, and the magazine is made of steel, and eventually you're going to wear that magazine release so. out. So maybe a better option for some people, and certainly turns out to be for me, is the Sky. They make a range of uh, 380 and 9mm pistols, semi-automatics. They have a lifetime warranty, and that's not your lifetime. It's the lifetime of the yeah, gun. Yeah, it's transferable to the yeah. owner. Yeah, yeah that, that gun is always warrantied no matter who owns it. And the people down there in Daytona Beach, Florida, are very nice, very helpful. And the sky fits my hand. It's about the same size as the Caltech. It's not painful to shoot, and it's darned accurate. And again, it's in the two hundred and fifty dollar range. Yeah, that's that's a good price because uh, I have a friend Jimmy has one of those, and I shot it. It's a good gun, but the trigger just felt better on the Taurus G two C that I bought, and I did, it fits better in my hand. But they're both great weapons. Now, it turns out that uh, my personal my wife was talking to me and she she saw us getting ready for this podcast and she thinks it's me she happens to like this three foot long flashlight that she got from a snap-on guy back when she was working in the car industry and uh thing holds eight d-cell batteries and she think it'd be hilarious that to see see this guy 
uh, running out the door with about a foot and a half of that hanging out of his ass. Of course, she's a little crazy that way, and uh, I'm also a little sick. But she advised me that uh, keep some Clorox wipes handy because she's very clean. She's that way. Do we going to lose that? The cops going to take that away should that happen? Well, yeah, but they and they might not be real happy about you wiping it with the Clorox wipe beforehand, but they do carry rubber gloves. Yeah. And, uh, at, you know, once the guy is off of my property, that's their problem. <laughs> but, but if we lose that to the cops, I don't think she's going to go over big with the wife. She's got a history with that flashlight. And, I'm not uh, going to ask about that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what we're trying to say is you don't have to spend all outdoors, big bucks, to, for a handgun to defend your household. I'm not saying buy cheap. I'm saying uh, get an inexpensive one that doesn't cost a lot of money if you don't mind giving it up because they're going to take it away from you if you have to use it. And, and uh, I've always gone with, and if you don't know what to look at or see, see people send us an email. We'll give you some good ideas. And uh, I happen to be lucky to have good people that are knowledgeable around me and friends that would to help direct me as well as, you know, nobody knows it all. But uh, always go with name brands and check the reviews. And if you've got good friends around you, they can help recommend a good gun. If you're new to gun ownership, get some help. You'd be surprised how many people are out there that are willing to help you out with good information and make good choices. That's what it's about. Yeah, and I know a lot of people will look down their nose at some of the less expensive guns. Uh, for instance, everybody wants to rag on high-point firearms. The fact of the matter is, as ugly as they are, they're inexpensive. They work all the time, every time. I've never known anybody that ever had a high-point that broke. Yeah. I've never had one. I've never known anybody that I had a high point that failed to fire when it was supposed to fire. A tackle box gun. That's what yeah, we call it. Yeah, tackle them. box gun, a truck gun, uh, whatever you want to call it. The fact of the matter is. They work. They work, and they're nice and heavy. So when you run out of ammo, you can always beat somebody to death with it. <laughs> I was over at Black Cloud Tactical in Lake City, Florida. And I was talking to Randy, and uh, he strongly recommends getting a concealed weapons permit. He instructs classes right there in the store, and he can be very helpful. Having a gun permit shows, a carry permit shows you that, shows the law and shows, shows other people that you've had some sort of gun training and safety instruction, and you're familiar with the handling of a firearm. It's a... Uh, I do know people who ran out, bought a handgun, and have absolutely no idea to handle it. It's training. So go down to see Randy over at Black Cloud Tactical at 2172 Southeast Bay of Drive in uh, Lake City, Florida, and he'd be more than happy to help you out. Yeah, Randy's one of the good guys around this town. And uh, the training is important, and Randy will give you more than just the basics. I used to run... Years and years and years ago, I used to run a uh, handguns for self-defense course. And uh, one of the subjects that I covered with people was, you know, how much money should you spend on a gun? A lot of people want to 
buy a really nice gun. And I tell you what, it's nice to have a really nice gun. But it, you have to change. If you're going to carry a gun, if you're going to get a concealed carry permit and you're going to carry a gun, you got to realize that your level of awareness, your situational awareness has to be higher than it was before you started carrying the gun because heaven forbid somebody gets to drop on you and they come up with a weapon and it doesn't have to be anything fancy they can come up with a rusty old knife and stick it in your face and they're going to walk away with your $1,500 Glock or your $1,500 Kimber uh, and most likely you're never going to get it back again now the guy with the rusty knife has got a 45 caliber handgun to rob the next person with. Yeah. That's not a good thing. You don't want to put that into their hands. So you have to have that situational awareness. You have to get the training. Don't think that all you have to do to, is buy a gun and load it. Uh, but anyway, while we're on the subject of training, uh, I was down at the range with some friends shooting and enjoying an afternoon. And a young guy, he rolls up in a BMW and walks walks up to take a spot at the bench, never calls for the range to go cold, just takes his target and starts walking down there. The bench, he just went around the bench and he started heading down range. And thankfully, people saw him. We stopped shooting and made, it, made the range safe. He got spoke to rather harshly some people and he displays an attitude and proceeds over to a spot at the bench and he pulls out this gold-plated desert eagle 50 caliber this is true with pearl hand grips and uh and now who the hell shows up at a range with a beamer and a pistol looked like it came came from a new orleans pimp and uh he took his skinny ass dressed in his baggy shorts and tank top picks up that gun with his right hand and points it one-handed cocked at a 45 degree angle what did he call it gangster style gangster or something style. Like and uh and pulls the trigger that eagle came around and caught him on the left side of his head broke his jaw knocked him cold it was a nice gash on the side of his head and uh he was sitting there he's laying there so we went over to him called 911 gave him whatever medical attention we could provide until the ambulance shows up and this poor bastard's laying there on the ground Ambulance shows up with a sheriff, and it turned out the gun was hot, and there was enough stuff in that car to ensure his room and board was taken care of for a considerable amount of time. And uh, if you don't know what you're doing, get some help. That's the whole thing. Training. There are lots of topics to cover the fu- uh, on our future podcasts, such as different weapons. We like to talk about different training experiences. We like to do whatever you want. Just give us a give us a shoot us an email at uh, gunsmoke.com that uh, gunsmoke at yahoo.com that's g m uh, gun s m smoke at uh, yahoo.com and uh, you can tell this is our first one because we're nervous we haven't done it in years and hope you're enjoying yourself like to talk to further subjects in the future different type of weapons and all kinds of other stuff. But this is our first taste of it, so we're trying to do the best we can. And at some point, we're going to go over uh, how to make sure that the gun you're thinking about buying isn't a stolen gun. 
there are resources for that. It's a little bit clumsy because uh, a private citizen can't get into the national registry, but every state has its own registry, and you can check the local states. It's not likely that uh, the average small-time crook is going to steal a gun and take it eight states away in order to sell it. He's going to steal it and sell it locally. And uh, getting, uh, ch just checking the serial number on the Florida State database or the Georgia database or wherever you happen to live, their state's database is uh, simple and quick and keep you from being in an embarrassing situation if it turns out that you're walking around with a stolen gun in your pocket. Well, yeah, but anyway, and, and some people don't realize it, concealed weapon permits are a must. If you're going to pull a gun out on somebody that's, that's trying to rob you or something like that, and you don't have a concealed weapons permit, you're in just as much trouble as that guy is. So just remember in the future, keep it safe, keep it legal, and uh, keep staying with us. We'd like to see, hear some feedback for you, so give us a, shoot us an email, let us know what you want to hear about. If we haven't got an answer, we'll either make it up or we'll get you something. No, but uh, no, we've got enough people that can get us some good information to us, so give us a shout. Take care. That's it for this time.